In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. In today's gospel, Jesus explains why his ascension into heaven will be a good thing. The disciples were sad because Jesus had told them he was going away to the Father. And Jesus explained, quote, Now I go my way to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, because if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. The word helper in this passage translates the Greek word paraclete. The King James Version translated as comforter. Other translations have rendered paraclete as advocate or counselor. None of these are really accurate, and a good case could be made for just retaining the word paraclete in all English translations, and then explaining what it means in your Bible study. The word paraclete means called to one side. Jesus ascended to the right hand of the Father, and then he sent the Holy Spirit to us to be alongside of us in life, in his absence. To comfort, counsel, strengthen, convict, and advocate for us. To draw us in to the experience of God's love. Jesus said that this is a better arrangement than his in-person presence with us. And there are two reasons for this. First, Jesus' personal presence with his disciples was exterior to them. The Holy Spirit is given to us and dwells within us, in our hearts, so it brings God closer. Sometimes we think how good it would have been to be able to walk with Jesus during his ministry. However, Jesus is saying here that we are in a closer relationship with him through the gift of the Spirit than the disciples were before the day of Pentecost. God reconciles the world to himself in three stages. The first stage was the incarnation, cross, and resurrection of Jesus. The second stage is the ascension, Jesus leaving the world, and the sending of the Holy Spirit. Now, through the gift of the Spirit, our sins are forgiven, and we live in union with the Father through the Son in the Spirit. The third and final stage will be when Christ comes. The new creation will be completed. The heavenly marriage will be consummated. Jesus is saying that step two in this process is superior to step one. The second reason the gift of the Spirit is better than the personal presence of Jesus is practical. Within the limits of time and space, few people can be with Jesus at one point in time. In the ascension, Jesus left the dimension of time and space and entered back into the dimension of eternity. Through the gift of the Spirit, the presence of Jesus 
with us transcends the limitations of time and space. He can be with each one of us always. Jesus said that, quote, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit led the church into a right understanding of who Jesus is and who God is. <clears throat> Various heresies or wrong beliefs surfaced in the early centuries of the church. The church, led by the Holy Spirit, clarified the truth in response to these errors. The earliest heresies denied the incarnation, the truth that Jesus was fully and completely human. This gave way to heresies that denied that Jesus was fully and completely God. And this gave way to errors about the spirit that led the church to clarify its understanding of God as Trinity. Then there were various errors about worship that resulted in what was called iconoclasm, the smashing of pictures and images in church. Against this, the church affirmed that it was okay to use pictures and images in worship because the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Physical things can point us and lead us into spiritual realities. The, Nice, the Nicene Creed, which we just recited, is the church's authoritative summary of the truth into which the Holy Spirit led the church. To say amen to the creed is an action of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. It reveals that the Holy Spirit has led us into the truth. To deny its truths is to reject the ministry of the Holy Spirit to the whole church. And this highlights an important principle about the way the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. The Holy Spirit will never lead an individual into truth that conflicts with the truth into which the Holy Spirit has led the whole church. Thus, 1 John exhorts us, quote, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. We test the spirits by the teachings of the Bible as they are summarized in the creeds. The creeds are not all there is to know about God. The creeds are foundational. One danger of the creeds is the implication that knowing the truth about God is primarily a cognitive or thinking thing. The creeds describe our relationship with God. We know the Father through the Son by means of the Holy Spirit. To love another person, you must know who that other person is. However, a summary of facts about that person is not the same as a relationship. Love involves many unspoken and unspeakable relational truths that are known only through experience. <clears throat> 
if we asked someone to describe his beloved and that person produced a resume in response, this would reveal that that person did not know very much about love. We grow in our experience of love as the Holy Spirit reveals to us the truth about ourselves. We have many false beliefs about ourselves that keep us from fully experiencing the love of God. We believe the gospel in our heads, but we have emotional barriers that keep us from experiencing that truth in our hearts. For example, many people believe in their minds that Jesus died for the sins of the entire world, but they have emotional barriers in their hearts that keeps them from experiencing the reality of forgiveness with regard to their own particular sins. We come to know the truth about God's love only by experiencing it. And this is revealed in our liturgy of word and sacrament. In the liturgy of the word, we, we learn the truth about God. In the liturgy of the sacrament, we experience the reality of God's love. This is my body which is given for you. This is my blood which is shed for you. <clears throat> As you receive Christ into your mouth and into your heart, the Holy Spirit leads you into the truth about yourself, that you are loved deeply and personally by the one through whom all things were made. The Christian life is a process of surrender to the experiential truth that we have been redeemed by Christ and that we are loved. It is a progressive operation by the spirit of truth through which we come to know more and more the truth about God and the truth about ourselves. Our defenses are slowly broken down. Our sins are gradually washed away. The love of God is poured into our hearts and we are changed by grace. We are led into all truth through the experience of love in the life of prayer. And this is how we learn that it was good for Jesus to go away. As Jesus said, quote, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <clears throat>